0: Buckle up. Schlage said it's about to get bumpy on the podcast daily. It is Thursday. It is Ohio State, Penn State week. So you can tell that Anthony Schlegel is ready to go. He's juiced out of his mind. No doubt. What's what's got you fired up right now, Schlage?
1: I just got done with a sweet uh chest workout. You know, I did some uh some heavy neutral grip bench, which I don't really do. I had a good warm up, good neutral grip bench. Trained the kids earlier this morning, did some fuel testing. They've all improved. They've they've all improved, which is great. Uh, so then I came in, and my my neighbor Frank and I came over, listened to some rocking eighties, and um, got swole and did that. And then we did what else did we do? We did some incline dumbbells, one one one, like alternating, which is fantastic. Then we did some some flies and abs and dips. And I just, I mean, I'm just I'm just feeling swole, man, right now. So so that's got to be fired up. And it's been state week, man. Let's go.
0: Yeah, it's it's huge. This is, I mean. It's kind of a cliche, Schlags, but like these are the games that Ohio State Buckeyes come to Ohio State to play in, right?
1: No doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, here's the thing like you're coming off of a, a Purdue win, and there were, some, there were some really good things that transpired, not necessarily the injuries. They're not necessarily, you know, the fumble in the end zone or McCord strip sack where you just have to step up because it's 10 yards back and people are blaming Fry and I, you can't do that. Um, But I will say this, man, the goal, the goal line stand there at the end of the half. Like you don't ever want your opponent to just march down the field. And they, they rattle off a couple of big explosive plays, but they got the ball on the one yard line. And next thing you know, they're kicking a field goal from the 30, something like that. And they miss the field goal. And so you theoretically, you could have gone up 27, 20 at halftime, but it's, it's 20 to nothing at halftime or 20, 27 to nothing at halftime. Now it's 20 to nothing. It's all good. And so you know, earlier in the game, we thought that Ryan wanted to run it. Again, people out there, the first, first drive, there's a lot of pass, but he had over 100 yards rushing in the first half, and Chip started to get that rolling, but then we saw it down. Hayden just tried to come in on his own, and I really liked the way that he ran it. Out. matter of fact, probably more importantly than who's in the backfield is the motion, the formation, all of the different things that they were able to do Out of the 11 personnel package 11 being one back one tight end which we run a lot of but through motion through jet sweeps we were able to do the the quick tosses you saw that one into the boundary one into the field but hey guess what into the boundary though a lot of us don't necessarily like that you have to do it because it keeps them honest but when you get that down did a really nice job of one plant and go right he like When you run the stretch zone or that toss, it can't be. I just keep bouncing it out to the outside. As soon as I hit the C, I see a seam, I got to put my foot in the ground and get vertical. And he was able to do that and get positive yards. But again, Cade off of that, right? Play action. Boom. He's open over the middle. Like those are the things that you like to see. He had a big game, obviously, with two touchdowns. Marvin had a big game. Kyle's still three for over 300 yards. Was he close to 300 yards? Close. I think. Yeah, close. 284, 285. Yeah, something something like that. Right. You know, so, yeah. and then we also saw that the, the, the Devon package and can you do both? Is it good to see? Like, listen, it doesn't matter. They have to prepare for it. So whether or not they bring it back, kind of our taste and hill package, that's fine. They still have to adjust to it and work on it. But at the end of the day, who cares? Just go score points. And that's going to be critical when you play a really good Penn State defense uh, coming into the shoe. Now, we'll say this. They've been outscoring everybody by over four. You know, they scored, I don't know, 44 points a game. But their red zone defense, every time a team has gotten in the red zone, they've scored points. Hasn't been a lot of them. I think they've only had seven opportunities, but people have been able to score. And this game is going to be vital that we score touchdowns, not field goals.
0: Schlegs, when you talked about you know some of those motions and the different packages that Ohio State used against Purdue and like putting a bunch of stuff on tape for Penn State, I get that part from like a coaching perspective, but I also feel like... Ohio State saw a lot of success of what it can do when it runs these plays. And it also got some reps. Like it's not purely from my perspective, just about Penn State. Like they found some things that actually work for themselves.
1: Well, it's it's new quarterback, three new offensive linemen. And again, like you could say, even the running back situation from last year to this year, like it's different, right? You got to see who the pieces of your puzzle are. And sometimes that takes time to fix. You're like, oh, you should have known that about in spring or in fall camp. But it's also the identity, right? That's what happens with the quarterback battle. It's, you're starting to find your rhythm and your identity. I think a lot of those things work really well when we go up tempo, because though you might have to, you don't have to substitute. So they're out there in eleven personnel. They're still going to run the football. So you're going to run base. You're going to run nickel. Which, you know, if you're running base and us, you know, Kate Silver on a tight end, that's a good, that's a good matchup. Like we like that. Well, you yeah. want to go nickel? We're going to run the football. So you like that. So. What it does is it gives you an opportunity of doing what you do best. And I think for us, playing with that tempo and still being able to be vertical, like that's what it is. And let's not kid ourselves, man. We're, we're one to three uh, pass to run. I think it's we you know over 300 yards passing, some yards rushing. Like that's what we do. Our vertical passing game sometimes helps sets up that running game. And that's just who you are. Penn State, we know this. Penn State's very balanced. Penn State has two running backs over 360 yards apiece. They got nine touchdowns between them. They have one wide receiver, you know, that has over 400 yards, but their tight ends catch a lot of touchdowns. Okay. So at the end, that that's who they are. Right. So it's okay. You find out what your identity is. And then guess what? You show up on Saturdays and you see who the better team is. And that's what you love about college football. All
0: right. So as you get ready for this matchup in two unbeatens, this is the first of the sort of Big Ten East round robin to yep, figure no out the championship here. What is it that you think Ohio State does best, Schlags? And how does that align with this matchup with Penn State?
1: Well, I mean, let's let's talk about Penn State and what what they're really good at. They're really good at we can start offensively. They're they're really good at running the football. Yeah. Uh I'm not necessarily concerned about the vertical passing game for Penn State. Aller has done a nice job controlling what he can control, not necessarily turning the ball over. Uh, but if you look at his Completion, uh, yardage, it's like six and a half yards. So he's not really throwing it down the field as much as you would see. It's more all the underlying things, mm-hmm. right? That he does. They, they control him, right? Again, first year quarterback having to come in and shoot that bodes well for Ohio State. And he's an Ohio kid. There's going to be a lot of emotion, uh, running through his veins, which it should be because these are, these are fun, fun games to be a part of. So they run the football really well. And Again, they utilize the tight end, so that's kind of them offensively. And with that, they're eleven for twelve on on fourth down, and they're really good on third down, almost almost fifty percent. So that's what they kind of do good on offense. On defense, they got the number one total D, they got the number two scoring D, they got the number two rushing D. Like this is these three teams: Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. It's almost like the Big Ten of the early two thousands when I played. Really good defenses. They're all right there stacked up in the top 10, top five, and over almost every statistical category. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. They have 27 sacks on the year, seven interceptions, and six fumbles. Like, they will get after you. But it also goes into who have they played, WVU, Delaware, Illinois. Uh, Iowa, who plays really good defense, they scored 31 points on them, but they had a lot of turnovers. Northwestern was tied up at halftime, right? Then they played UMass and blow them out. So it's their test. It's our test that we've already been tested by Notre Dame, who I think is actually uh, a good football team. So what does Ohio state do well in, in those, you know, those regards against Penn state? I'm going to say that it's, well, it's going to have to be this, right? It's going to have to be, we have to be able to stop the run in this, in this aspect. It has to be, It has to be to where we get them in third and medium and third and long. Mm -hmm. They start gashing you and it's second and short, third and short. That's going to be tough sledding all day. They're going to want to control the time possession, which they have in all of their games for over 34 minutes a game. That's what we have to do. When we can get them in the third and long and force them to pass the football, look for them to be quick deliveries. Because JT and Jack Sawyer had a really good game of sack and a half each last week. But we also had some batted balls down at the line of scrimmage with Talik Williams. So, yeah. but situational football is really what it's going to come down to. Not say you're going to eliminate the run. They're going to go get theirs, but when you can, you have to limit it to try to get them the 30 medium. So you can get the ball back for our offense. They're going to try to control, control that. Now defensively, excuse me, in regards to defense, make all or beat you. So, you're going to see a lot of selling out against the run, which means, and again, I feel very confident probably in the unit that a lot of people are like, where are they going to be this year? Our secondary has been playing at a very, very high level. So I'm going to put it on them to stop the pass and allow our defense to be, uh, our front seven to be able to stop the run. That's kind of what I see is going to have to happen. And then offensively, going against this defense, you have to be able to establish a running game so you are in the second and third and manageable. It's vice versa. But the one thing that we have is we have playmakers all over the field. So listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to bracket Marvin, Mecca or whomever, right? Cade even, they're gonna be able to make some plays. So that's where the stuff that you saw in the Purdue, the the formation, the reloading of the formation, the motion of the formation to really get them to have to communicate. To open some things, you got to protect some of those over routes that we'd like to run offensively. But I think we can do that. So that's really what it's going to come down to. And you can't turn the ball over against, uh, uh, you know, against a Penn State like this. Right. So in all big games, turnovers matter. So the team that wins the turnover battle is probably going to win this football game.
0: Shliggs, you mentioned, you know, Penn State's schedule and the fact that, I mean, they can't control it at this point. They played who they played. Uh, but they haven't been in a test. You, Ohio State was in one at Notre Dame, went to the final play. Notre Dame destroyed USC last week. Maybe that's a confidence booster in a locker room. I, I don't know what that's like. You do. Um, does that matter to Ohio State? Hey, they've already done this once. They've proven themselves. They think Notre Dame is pretty darn good. Maybe that, I don't know, makes you feel a little extra bumpy in practice that week. I, I don't know. Like, Is that significant that Ohio State has already done this and Penn State has not?
1: Uh, I, th- I think it is right. They've been in a battle. Uh, they've had to win uh, at the end of the game. They had the drive that won it, you know. And again, it could have gone multiple ways within that drive. It could have gone multiple ways within the game. Like that's sure. that's the beauty of football. But at the end of the day, they won the game. That gives you some confidence. It was on the road, you know, at at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think defensively, we have a lot more confidence coming from where we were last year. From where are these guys that are playing significant snaps were two years and three years prior. Like they're starting to feel it, right? They're starting to understand what their responsibilities are. So, yes, I think they have confidence. I think that you're going to see that in this game. I think it's going to be a really close game, but it's going to be one, you know, at the point of contact, meaning the line of scrimmage. And again, I'm not saying too many times people are like, they're soft or whatever, like that's false. I just want to see really good gap integrity on the defensive side of the football, meaning this. If I'm responsible for the A-gap, I'm responsible for the A-gap. If I'm responsible for the B-gap, I can't be hitting this guy square up and then just trying to get over it. These running backs are too good. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, that's what I want to see. Build the wall, fundamentally sound, up front on defense, I think helps slow down, slows down that Penn State rushing game. But the confidence is there. I think it's starting to click. Does Ryan Day say, man, I'm really confident with where our team is. No, you're never going to be because it's a marathon, not a sprint, but you want to see that jump. Can we put a complete game together, you know, in all areas that we want to see? But again, at the end of the day, the number one thing is get a win at home versus a, a really good Penn State football team.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, Gonna require a few difference makers to get it done, Schlage. So yep. who have you, who have you got circled on the lineup uh, this week for the Buckeyes?
1: Well, I mean, Michael Hall, Tyreek Williams up front. The, the the two guys, you know, in the middle, like I, I it's it's on them. You know, yeah. I want to see that transpire.
0: Have you um, been surprised by Tyreek Schleg's? I mean, he's really got like this. He's only shown flashes of it through the first two years. They were talked about, you know, work ethic and health and all the other things. And man, he has been really phenomenal <laughs> in my estimation.
1: I mean, like, like, listen, last week he didn't get a sack, right. But he batted down two balls. I mean, sometimes when you can't get there, the best thing that you could do, especially where a quarterback steps up in the pocket is get your hands up. Right. So, so it was from the perimeter pressure that allowed them to then bat some balls down. I like that. Right. So, you know, but, but again, a complete game from everybody that's in the interior part of our, of our, of our defensive line is going to be critical this week. Um, uh, you know, linebackers are there all all the time, but, you know, Ingman and 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 Denzel, like, they're going to be manned up on these guys, on their wide receivers. And like I said, Lambert Smith is their guy. There's their go-to guy. They have 400 yards total. He has three touchdowns. Like, that's their guy. Lock him down. It might be like, hey, you're on him all the time. They I don't think they rotate corners, but do your job, you know, because the safeties are going to be involved in the running game. This is what it is, right? I think yeah. you're going to see a heavy dose of you know, styles in there on, 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 you know, in the running game. So that's who it is, um, you know, defensively and then offensively, it's going to come down to the tackles and being able to protect Kyle, you know, because again, you have to be able to give him some time on their longer routes, mm-hmm. but that's what we do best guys. So if that's what we do best, like we have to protect him because you can't turn the ball over. So those will be the two guys, uh, offensively that really have to step up and have some big games.
0: You referenced the the strip sack and that Kyle McCord could have maybe done more to help out Josh Fire there. Have you felt for the most part this year, Schlage, like all this talk about the offensive line, that the pass protection has has been good enough for Ohio State or or not in your mind?
1: Well, I think, it's, I think it's fine. I mean, I think, listen, every time you're in a game, you're just getting better. It's just more experience. You lost three guys last year that are playing in the NFL right now. It's going to happen. So guess what, man? Like just keep moving your feet, keep bending. You know, you're never out of a play. And if the guy, you know, speed rush you on the outside, great. Run them upfield. Kyle, you got to be able to see that, especially the one where it's coming from the side that you can see, meaning mm-hmm. the right side. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different when it's on your left, but when it's on your right, you just got to step up and help your guys out in, in that aspect. But it's also a little bit on the play calling because those are longer routes that they that are trying to develop. So you have to know what you got to do in the pocket to be able to, to give yourself some time for those routes to come open. But I will say this, some of that happens because you're running the ball effectively and you can then do some of the play action, some of the risk misdirection. One thing that we haven't seen a lot of, and I, I'm anxious to see it, is we have we have really good running backs. You don't see our running backs catch the ball out of the backfield as much as I sometimes would like to see them. You know? Because again, the game of football is about what? It's about getting better athletes in space on lesser athletes. That's the deal. Open field tackling, regardless of level, is difficult. So the more that we can do that against Penn State, the better we will be. And it can come from a variety of different ways. It can come from motion like we saw off the jet sweep to like a quick bubble, you know, or a route to the flat to um, Marvin. And Marvin caught it and got seven yards. Great. Somebody breaks a tackle, Mecca breaks a tackle, all of a sudden that becomes 15, like Those are the type of things that we can do. Get your playmakers the ball in space um, are things that you're going to be looking for.
0: Interesting that you bring it up uh, this week with the running backs involved in the passing attack, because we saw the the comeback drive at Penn State. J.K. Dobbins launching that with the screen. We've seen Travion Henderson be involved in that uh, last year in, in that second-half comeback. This has been a game where it seems like uh, – Ohio state has at times used Penn state's aggressiveness and their blitz packages against them with the running backs.
1: It's so funny. You mentioned that because I remember very vividly, I'm playing for the jets and I'm driving back to Texas after the season. And it was the Ohio state, Florida national championship game. And I'm listening to it and I can literally, it's a, you know, you didn't want to pull, is,
0: pull over like,
1: no, radio, so- no, I did not. I wanted to drive 20 hours straight, straight to Texas. Okay? okay. So, so anyways, It might've been 23 hours. I don't know. It was a long drive, but here's the thing. Radio is the theater of the mind. All I can see is just dudes just coming off the edge. And I'm just like, why are we not screening and drawing these guys? And when you got a team that has 27 sacks and they're really aggressive, use that against them, you know? And guess what? You got playmakers all over the field that you can do that. So I anticipate seeing some of those things, whether it's a tunnel screen, whether it's you know, a screen from a back, whatever the case may be, tight end screen, I don't know. But I think you're going to see some of that aggressive, you know, some of those calls being dialed up when they think that they're going to be coming out with a significant pressure. All
0: right. All right. So, Schlegs, what is your uh, viewing plan on Saturday at noon? What do we What do we got this weekend?
1: It's tough that this game's at noon because I wish it was at 730. <laughs> but that being said, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a close game. These games, I mean, Ohio State is – I think it's 23 to 14 in the series. They've won, I think nine out of the last 10, some to that effect, yeah. but you know, Penn state's good. Penn state normally plays this very, very tough, whether at home or away. And, you know, I think it's going to be somewhere like 27, 24. It's going to come down to a field goal. And that's another thing in this game. I mean, um, fielding has done a, a nice job. He missed the extra point last week, but I think he's made all of his field goals. Their field goal kicker, I believe is seven of 11. So, Listen, when you get into that high red zone, red zone area defense, you know, then but don't break, right? Limit them, limit them to field goals, and it might might just come down to that uh, in this game. So, I'm thinking 27, 24. I think it's going to be a really good football game.
0: All right, but you're not going to be on a plane or anything on Saturday, are you?
1: Nope, no plane, <laughs> no plane. Just here at the house. Beautiful okay. Saturday. Just uh, watching it with my family. Probably have some some dudes and dudettes over uh, that- watching it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it happen. Right, you yeah. know, and just remember this, guys. Like, As we watch Ohio State, this is your team. Support your team, man. And so I can't wait to watch this tra- transpire because this game really does set you up for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: can't wait. It's going to be uh, an awesome Saturday. Yeah, man. In the horseshoe. Everybody get there early. Uh, not just because it's a big game, but because the traffic is going to be ridiculous. Big noon kickoff is there. College game day is there. Ooh. They want... Jerry Emmig and Ryan Day and Gene Smith have all said, come out, scar with the shoe, get ready. So uh, it's going to be an awesome weekend. I can't wait either, Schlegs. It's going to be awesome to cover. No doubt. So we're one day closer. Schlegs has got us there. Uh, Hopefully you're all ready to go run through a wall. I'm ready. We still have to wait two more sleeps until we get that. But Schlegs is fired up. We appreciate him giving us some time, as always, on a Thursday episode of the Podcast Daily. I am Just Austin Ward. He is Anthony Schlegel. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later.